So I have talked about free will being an illusion quite often, either in this podcast or my TikTok or if you're friends with me <laughs> throughout conversation. But I've also said that with practice, rather, one can exercise free will, right? Meditation, pausing before reacting, um, that sort of thing. You can exercise free will. And I always say limited free will because you can control how you react to things. You can't control what occurs to you. And the the reaction, that controlled reaction, that takes practice. It's not a base level default setting in the human machine, right? In the human body interface, right? Most people, if you poke them, they will react the same way 99% of other people react, you know, with anger, with annoyance or whatever, right? Or most people have like, quote, random thoughts just popping into their heads and then they just get up and do whatever the thought, you know, tells them to do. And I don't mean like, you know, in extreme cases where a person was just like, well, quote, the devil made me do it and then they, you know, do something atrocious. I mean, like most people living their daily lives, they get up and they say, you know, I have this will, I have this desire to work out, I have a desire to lose weight, right? That That is an express will because they know on some level that if they live life in a particular way, they will be able to experience, you know, a life experience, a reality experience that is more favorable for them. However, then a random thought pops up that says, hey, go have that cheeseburger, (laughs) right? Or have that ice cream or don't work out today, work out tomorrow. And there's a split there, right? (laughs) It's just, you know, you have DNA that's kind of, you know, competing with you, right? You have the environment that's competing with your will. You have society that's competing with your will. I know people who even their life, like their careers in life, they wanted to do one thing with their life and their parents or their spouse or whatever it is, essentially forced them to do something else with their lives. And so now they're doctors <laughs> and they're getting up in the morning and going to work for the rest of their lives until they're, they're, they retire they are living lives that somebody else wanted them to live. Whereas, you know, maybe they wanted to be a dancer or an actor or whatever. Even in what you're going to do every day for your own life, for your own life, right? Most people don't have that, that, that strength of will. So when I say you can exercise free will, and I've talked about it through, you know, on and off throughout this podcast, you know, it, it takes conscious thought and it takes effort. It's not a base level reality, you know, default setting, like I said, in the human mind interface, right? Um, it takes work. You got to be meditating. You got to, you know, watch your thoughts, right? You got to know that you are not your thoughts and that you're really the observer. This is not something that you're born, you know, exercising, right? Maybe you know this because of, you know, (laughs) maybe you know this at at birth, right? Because of your previous life experience, you reincarnated and between reincarnation and your death, right? There was an in-between life and, you know, you were aware of all the things that you needed to know, but then you come back into this world as a baby and you can't speak. And as you get older, those memories fade away, like, you know, dreams in the morning, right? So, most people don't know this. If you're, <laughs> if you're most people, then this resonates with you. And I don't have to keep exp- uh, expanding on that point. But like I've said, you can exercise some limited free will. You can, you know, write it down. Say, no, I will not exercise. I will not, I will lose weight. I will not eat badly. I will no longer drink. And with 
with will, right? You can work on that to, to you know, but it, it it's <laughs> it takes work. It's not free. You need to work for it. It is not a default setting. So the people who get up in arms because I keep saying that free will is an illusion. I'm I'm sorry, but it is. It, it's not it's not free. Now, even what I've just talked about, some of the last four minutes kind of repeating, um, that is like I said, it's limited. I had an experience this Saturday that fuck me up. Okay. And you guys who've been listening to, you know, how, uh, you know, aware I am, how much I read, how I espouse my, you know, my theories based on research and everything like that. So I'm living a different life than I was born, you know, living, right? Like I'm a whole different person because I become more conscious, more aware. And, and I'm trying to live with intention. I'm trying to live where I'm actively exercising free will. I'm choosing my responses. I'm not reacting to things. I'm going about my day. And I thought that I had some semblance, so even a modicum of free will. I'm about to tell you a story to, you know, you sit tight, guys, listen to the story. It is real. It is factual. I couldn't make this up if I wanted to. And it happened to me on Saturday. Okay. So Saturday, most Saturdays, I go to the chiropractor. She keeps Saturday hours. I usually go in around, you know, midday. She tends to keep me waiting for about 20 minutes. Um, But I'm usually on time because she works on a very busy street and her uh, practice does not have its dedicated uh, parking spots or Actually, I just realized that they do have a parking garage, but I don't like parking a parking garage. I prefer to park on the street. Um, but finding street parking is really difficult. So on my way to the chiropractor, I like I was already running late. So I called them and told them like I'm running late. And it wasn't that I was running late, like because I had other things. I intentionally was like, now nah, I'm gonna be late. Uh, because she always keeps me waiting. So I can just hang out at home <laughs> for like an extra 10 minutes, you know, and then just walking to her appointment, then just sit in her office doing nothing for that 10, 15 minutes. So I was intentionally late, or so I thought, or so I thought. So of all the days that I've, you know, I've always decided to go there on time, this Saturday, I was like, no, I'm going to be late. I thought that that was a choice that I was making, okay? Now, a couple of days ago, I randomly... And every word I use in this episode, I'm using intentionally. So um, I, quote, randomly picked up a book by a guy named Neville Goddard. Pay attention. The name Neville Goddard will be important. Now, who gave me this book? Who referenced this book to me? I don't remember. I don't recall. In fact, when I first started listening to it last week, it was like Friday, I normally get through books uh, pretty quickly, like same day. But I fought with this book because a lot of the stuff that he kind of talks about has to do with the Bible. And as you guys know, like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm over that. I'm not about that life. Um, so when I started it, he was talking about, you know, the Bible said this and Christ said that. And I was like, man, I'm not, I'm about to return this book. Like, what is this dude talking about? Now, this intuitive feeling I had said, no, keep listening. Listen past the Bible stuff. It's an older book. Listen past the Bible stuff. I don't know why I bought the book. All of the books in my, pretty much most of the books in my library, I can tell you when 
you know, where and why I bought the book. There's always a reason. I either heard about it from another book that I was listening to or reading or whatever, like as a reference, and I just sought to, you know, get it or, you know, like I, I happened across it or a friend recommended it. I don't know, guys. I don't remember. I can't recall how this book ended up in my library. I'm not saying I don't remember buying it. I don't remember why I bought it. What I think happened is that I literally went into uh, Audible, was looking for another book, and then this popped up. And and this is like a hazy memory, like a dream when you're trying to recall a dream. And for some reason it is hazy, I don't know why, but this book popped up. Um, gosh, I can't even, let me find out what the title is just for reference in case you guys wanted it booted me off the recording. Anyway, it is called it is called The Complete Reader uh, by Neville Goddard. So I guess it's a compilation of all of his books. Now, like I said, I was trying to look for uh, something else. I believe this is a hazy memory. And this book popped up and I looked and it saw it had great re- ratings. And so I was like, all right, cool. And I just grabbed it. Like, <laughs> I wish I could say that I was... I felt like I was in control looking back retroactively um, as to my decisions, but uh, I was not. And that in itself is weird. Okay, so I've been listening to that. I started listening to it, uh, it was Friday and I got a few hours in and I was like, okay, this is deep because in between all the stuff about the Bible, this guy is dropping gems. He's talking about how like essentially like reality is a construct of the mind, right? All of mind, all is mind rather. I've talked about this in some of my deeper episodes. I've talked about the Kabbalion and things like that. And he talks about, then he starts talking about retro causality and how essentially your future can influence the past. And I was like, all right, bet. Um, but then, you know, by the time I got to that point, um, and and even oh wait another thing he was talking about like he was talking about when you're trying to like uh when you try to when you desire something in life yeah and you're trusting your senses your senses are showing you something that's contrary to your expectation more or less ignore what your senses are showing you and essentially just go forward like what you desire already exists which is what I've been saying right so he essentially is just echoing stuff that I that I've said that I've said um but he's saying it you know in a, in, in a more sort of deeper way and giving more examples and things like that not saying that I don't give deep examples I do but he's like really going in there um so I'm like yeah this this resonates this resonates and I, it was like something I really needed to hear at the time um because I had an expectation I desired something and like it was not happening the way I wanted it to happen and I was like okay what the hell you know what I mean um, and so I was reading a book and I thought, okay, well, this is why I was supposed to read this book. And I'll tell you what it was. So <laughs> it might sound kind of petty to you guys, but it, I, I want to explain, you know, I want to express myself honestly to you guys. I had 38,900, um, subscribers. I like to say followers, subscribers on TikTok, which I am grateful for. Um, and it just like blew up, you know, like I joined a couple months ago. You guys know when I started doing it. Um, but I... It was like last week it was 38.9 and I was like, okay, cool. Like by Monday I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit 40. 
And um, I don't know what happened, but like as I got close to 40, everything slowed down. My engagement slowed down. Like people stopped following me. Just I would post a video, it would get like just a few views. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. That's weird. And it was like I had a desire in my mind. And then like everything, like my senses were showing me were contrary to what my, you know, desire was. And so when I started reading the book, it was like he was talking to me, like, ignore what your senses are showing. Just hold steadfast to the thing that you desire, like it's gonna happen. And I needed to hear it at the time because a whole week had gone by and I was like, okay, well, am I like, is that done or whatever? Long story short, as I'm list- literally the same time I'm listening to this guy, um, I think I posted a video and then I posted the same video, I took it down, reposted it because like my stuff was not like not being shown to people. Um, boom, like that Friday night, all of a sudden, like, things start coming in because in my mind, I was like, I'm ignoring what the number count is saying. It was stuck at 39,000 for a while. And I was like, I'm ignoring what my senses are saying. I want you guys to take this information. I'm giving you the story, right? But it's just a story that, that you can insert whatever you're going through and apply it. And the same thing applies to you. So to me, this week, this is just what happened, right? I don't typically fixate on stuff like this, but I'm telling you so that you, if you have something in your mind, get his book, ignore the Christ stuff, the, the Bible stuff. Even though I will say that when he does speak about the Bible, he does say it's not to be taken literally. It, it is symbolism and it has two different meanings beyond what people see in the surface. So that I do appreciate. Um, so I would recommend uh, that book as well. So anyway, as I'm listening to him, I'm starting to feel better. And as I start feeling better, like, you know what? I'm not even going to trip. Like, I'm going to get that 40K. Like, it's not even that serious. I text my cousin um, and he was like, yeah, I've noticed you've been stuck at this number for like a long time. And I was like, I'm not even tripping. Like, all of this is just noise. Like, where I'm trying to be, I'm already there. All of time is happening right now. Time is an illusion. All of time is happening right now. And my desires exist as a probability. And as long as I'm taking the steps to increase the probability that I actualize a reality experience that I want to experience, like I'm going to get there. Like that's obviously how we talk. Um, boom, I hit the 40K and I was like, bet. Um, so all of this is relevant, guys. Bear with me. So I'm listening to them on Friday. I normally only listen to audiobooks like, either while I'm painting or like on rare occasions if I've got a long drive. But the chiropractor is not too far from my home. So I normally would not have even listened to the chiropractor. But Saturday, Saturday morning, I wake up. Once again, I get this feeling like grab your headphones. I'm thinking I'm, you know, I'm the one that's, you know, authoring my thoughts, right? So I grab my, grab my headphones and I, and I go like play Neville Goddard. And I was like... Really? On Saturday? All right, fine. So I was like, let me put you know my headphones, and I rarely use headphones, okay? So I put the headphones, and I put it in my ear, and I'm just listening to everything this guy is saying. And he's saying things like, there is no such thing as fiction, which, funny enough, earlier this week, I had recorded an episode. I haven't posted it, but I recorded an episode for my, for my TikTok. And it ended by saying like, it was about parallel universes and it was a conversation between me and my parallel self. It's a skit for those of you who aren't familiar with my TikTok um, channel, but it was a conversation with between myself and my parallel self and my parallel self in the skit ends by saying, you know, your reality's fiction is our reality's fact, is my reality's fact, right? So I just recorded that like, 
the day before on Friday. I didn't post it yet. And then Saturday morning, here's Neville Goddard saying that there's no such thing as fiction. And that resonated with me. So I was like, but like, I, I want this in my brain. I'm going to the chiropractor. So I'm driving to the chiropractor with headphones on. I typically don't do this. And I'm just like putting the, all he's talking about in your head. Now, as I'm driving, he says, whatever you want, like imagine it. Imagination like, creates reality. Imagination shapes reality. Okay. And I was like, all right, cool. Saturday, like I said, right? Saturday is typically packed. I want a parking spot in front of the freaking chiropractor's office. Okay. Fine. The busiest day. Let's, let's, let's get me a parking spot in front of the chiropractor. I'm imagining myself pulling into the first available spot right there where I need to be. And I'm not going to be like, well, I'm not gonna be later because I have to go find a parking spot. Why did I turn and see a parking spot right in front. Now, you, what you're thinking is, okay, it was a coincidence. Okay, fine. So I park in the I park in the parking spot. Now, I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back date you guys about three hours. That Saturday morning, just two days ago, um, I had a dream, a very vivid dream, of a woman. I was in some. I, I believe it was India. I I don't know because they weren't speaking a language that I could recognize. So but they looked Indian, right? And it was a dream that I was friends with an old Indian woman. I'm call her Indian because, but she could have been anything. It was just dark skin, you know, with like long, dark, wavy hair. Um, but I, I was friends with this Indian grandma and then her granddaughter and her granddaughter had large, like gray green eyes. Yeah. And she, had this lover that was of like European descent, but she also had a husband that was like of her same ethnicity. But she was like different from everybody else in her family, um, except for her grandma. They both had those like gray green eyes. So I woke up Saturday morning with this vivid dream of this dark skinned woman with dark, you know, wavy hair and big gray green eyes okay this is important this is very important now normally when i remember my dreams it doesn't feel intense right this dream felt like i was living somebody else's life like it wasn't like you know how dreams sort of feel you know like like a dream like you're remembering a dream this felt more like i had just come out of an experience it was that vivid okay and i don't typically have dreams that are that vivid okay so I was like, wow, that's a weird dream. And it was so vivid that I didn't even bother writing it down because I was like, I know I'm going to remember this dream. There are, just, there are certain dreams that I've had that are so vivid that I just know I'm going to remember. So I was like, I'll write it down later because I had stuff to do that morning. But the whole morning, I had this dark-skinned woman's face with the green eyes in my head, okay? This is all important. If you listen this far, thank you, Okay because I'm going to start connecting the dots. So I get my parking spot at the chiropractor's office. I'm walking to the, the parking garage, like on the left of the chiropractor's building. Um, cause there's like a stairway, but then I stop and I go, wait, no, go the other way. Don't ask me where that thought came from. So instead of going to the left where I was headed, I turned and then went right. And as I did, I turned the corner and hand to the gods there was a solo painting on an easel of a dark-skinned woman 
with gray green eyes just sitting in front of the stairs that I that I like right in my path past the stairs that I would normally take to get to the chiropractor it was like right there it was right there and I turned because I was like what why is this one painting just sitting in front of my fucking path this is weird and I turned and I noted, oh, there was like an art show happening, like an art walk. But this painting itself, and I have a picture of this. I, ha- I took a picture because I was like, this is weird, right? I don't take pictures of other people's art. I'm an artist, right? So I have it. It's timestamped for 12.17 p.m. this past Saturday. I took a picture of it because I was like, that's the lady from my fucking dreams. Like, this is so weird. And I turned... All of the other paintings were a good, like, maybe 10 feet away. I don't know why they chose to put this one painting right in front of my freaking path, okay? But there it was. And I took a picture of it, and I was like, when I come back, when I'm done with the chiropractor, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to find out who the artist is and ask them for the story behind this lady's face. So I go to the chiropractor, and I show my chiropractor. I'm not even cool with her like that, but I was just so weirded out. I was like, I dreamt about this lady, and now, boom, it's right in front of my face in this picture, in this painting. And she was like, that's really weird. And I was like, I know. So I finished you know, my meeting with my chiropractor, and I go downstairs, and I walk up to the lady who was like, she's got like hors d'oeuvres or whatever on her table, and I ask her, I said, look, can you tell me the story behind this painting? And she said, oh, it's painted by this artist named Jorge. And so this guy, Jorge, comes up to me and he's like 80 years old, an artist. He's only been painting for nine years. And that particular painting was like starkly different from like anything else. Like all the other, all his other pieces look like, you know, like stuff that you would see like at a doctor's office, like landscape or whatever. But this one was like intense. Um, and I was like, what is the significance of this lady? Is this like your grandma? Is this your, do you know her, your sister? Who is she? And he was like, oh, I just grabbed her picture from the internet. And like, I was like, oh, that's, that's disappointing. Cause who is this woman? You know? And he was like, well, she was the lover of this artist and she, and she like had, she was a very wild woman and she had all these affairs, which is like the lady in my dream. And I was like, okay. That's weird because I literally dreamt of this and now you're telling me the story of this wild woman with green eyes and here's a, you know, I had a dream of like a wild woman with green eyes look just like this. What's going on, you know? So of course, long story short, I bought the print. It was a print. Um, thank God. (laughs) Well, not, I mean, I would have just been okay with a picture of it if it was an original, um, but it was a print and I ended up buying it. Um, they cut me a deal, thankfully. Um, but I bought it just because I, I needed to remember like something like to show me, hey, <laughs> your dreams can kind of predict your future a little bit, right? Now, at this point, you're probably thinking, Joe, it's a coincidence. All right, keep listening. All right. So now at this point, the the art gallery lady is like wrapping up my uh, my painting that I just bought. The artist, he's taking pictures of me because he's like, I want to paint you. I'm going to take uh, pictures of you. I'm going to paint you. And then he gives me his card and he says, contact me in a few weeks. Not relevant. Just, you know, we're all talking, whatever. I mean, it may be relevant in the future, but at least I'm saying it now in case some crazy shit happens six months from now. And I'm like, ah, I talked to you guys about this. So as I'm talking, this lady strolls in and everything about her screams artist okay she's got like a cowboy hat on she's got a skirt that's made of 
like scarves on her forearm she's got something called a warrior bracelet with a huge like stone quartz stone that's like embedded into it right she's got a chihuahua in her purse like <laughs> a little white chihuahua in her purse and her, her purse looks like it's made out of fabric and she's just like she's got these big round glasses um and i was just like wow what an interesting like character and she immediately walks straight to me like beelines it to me and she just starts talking to me and long story short, she goes, I have a gallery down the street. And she goes, it's called Susan Neville Galleries. You can't miss it. Now, at this point, you would think that something would have clicked for me, that I would have been like, wait, Neville. Oh, that's weird. Like, I was just listening to a book by a guy named Neville. God, that's not how my mind works. I was like, oh, you have a gallery. That's cool. And she's like, yeah, come check me out. So she talks to me. I tell her about my dream. I tell her why I want to get this piece. And then she's like, wow, this is interesting. Then she's talking to the artist and then they're kind of going back and forth. And then I take, and then she leaves and then I get, I take my painting and I leave. Now I'm walking back to my car. Now, normally when I go to the chiropractor's office, I usually park to the left, but because I got this super awesome parking spot that's right in front of the office, I turn right. And as I turn right, the the uh artist that owns the gallery susan neville galleries she's like at us uh at this like cafe right in front of me so like if i would have turned left i wouldn't have seen her so i turn right and she's like hi again and she was like go check out my gallery and i was like is there anybody in there right now and she's like no i just stepped out for lunch and i was like okay well i'll drive over there and i'll wait for you so i drive over there um i i kind of miss it but then as I was getting ready to turn around because this voice in my head was like dude just go home like you don't know her <laughs> you know that's me um I see the the huge sign that says Susan Neville uh, uh galleries and so I go okay great so I'll I'll go in I go in I'm sorry I, I, I park and I wait for her and then she walks up and then we go in and she's telling me she's an artist she's been there for a few months and you know she's getting ready to move to Julian and and I'm looking at her art and it's figurative art and it's like beautiful stuff, you know. Um, and then we just start talking. She starts talking more or less. She tells a story about like conscious people and how you can shape your reality. Right? So she's like verbatim quoting Neville Goddard. So Susan Neville, the artist, is now quoting Neville Goddard, the writer who I just spent the last two days listening to randomly quote randomly and but she doesn't say Neville Goddard but she's saying stuff that sounds like I what I had just read in fact she goes imagination shapes your reality and I said oh that's funny I was just listening to a book by an author called Neville Goddard who said your imagination creates your reality shapes your reality and she was like shut up she was like my name Hello, Susan Neville. I listen to Neville Goddard every single night, like on a cassette. Like she was older, like she was like in her 50s, 60s or whatever, but 50s, I think. But she was like, I listen to him on my cassette every night till I go to sleep. Like I've memorized his stuff. You are the first person I have ever spoken to that actually knew who he was without me having to tell him, tell them. And I was just like, yo, what? <laughs> Wait, your name is Susan wait, what are the, and that's when my brain 
promptly exploded because I was like, wait, what are the odds? What are the odds? What are the fucking odds? So I started getting like rapid, like just chills upon chills. And I'm sitting out and I tell her, I was like, look, this is a weird fucking day. Like I show her a picture of the, of the painting, you know, on my way to a chiropractor. And then long story short, she's telling me and she's just like, yeah, like this gallery that I ended up getting, like I couldn't even afford it. They offered me this good deal. I'm doing it like, you know, month to month. And she just, she was like, and now like I want to be somewhere else. So after this, after I'm done here, I'm going to go somewhere else. And I was just like, this is wild. And she's telling me whatever reality experience you desire, (laughs) you can have if you just imagine it, just take it and write it down. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. So I ended up just sitting and talking to her for like two, three hours. And what she told me was, she said, you know, there there are ducks in this world and then there are swans. She was like, swans are rare. And she was like, I knew you were a swan. That's why I immediately like gravitated towards you. Like I knew you were like different without even talking to you. And she's like, I didn't even know that you were an artist. I just knew that I had to talk to you. And I want to like shorten the story. Like if I ever meet you in person, I'll explain this whole thing to you. Um, But I've been thinking about that whole experience since, you know, I've been thinking about that whole experience since later on that day, before I was getting ready to leave, another artist came into her gallery and the artist was like, you know, we're talking. And then, you know, she, Susan Neville brings up everything that we've just experienced. And she goes, oh yeah, Neville Goddard, you recommended that to me. And so that's confirmation that this lady, Susan Neville, didn't, I didn't think she made it up, but I'm just saying this is confirmation that she was like being truthful. So what are the odds that a book I randomly decided to listen to, I could have listened to that book any, any day, guys, any day, it could have been last month, it could have been last year. I happened across this book, right? And then <laughs> I'm like actively trying to shape my reality with, you know, with with my imagination and i think that i i manifested a parking spot but that spot that i manifested was only to make me turn right so that i can meet this lady who ended up being susan neville who had also read neville goddard and was now telling me reinforcing everything i was just reading as though like literally to underscore what i was reading I have been thinking about my Saturday, this past Saturday for the last three days, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday. And and my general conclusion, what I got from that is like, <laughs> we don't control anything. We don't control anything, anything. I mean, you can control little things. Like I said, like I've said before, limited free will, but yo, like, listen, listen to this. Okay. Um, l- let's take a step back. The parking spot that happened to be free at the moment that I needed it to be free. That person who pulled out of that parking spot probably thought that they were pulling out of that parking spot at that moment on their own free will, but they were really making room for me. Not that I'm anything special. It was more to confirm something that I was thinking. Okay. That's not enough for you. Okay, fine. The person One of the workers at the gallery who arbitrarily decided to set that one painting. Why that painting? Guys, think about this. Why that one painting? Why did he set it apart from all of the other paintings? 
of all the paintings that, and it wasn't even like it was in the path where anybody could see it was like off literally off the beaten path like unless you were going to the chiropractor's office you wouldn't have seen that and it's not like the chiropractor was like busy this was not like on the main street this was like off to the side by some stairs like a side stairs okay this guy probably thought oh i'm just gonna put it here thinking that he thought that on his own but once again it was something that i needed to see open spot spot opens whoever left the open spot was probably thinking they controlled their will at the back of a, that exact moment even the part where i was late guys listen of all the days that I've gone in there, I decide I'm going to be, I quote, decide that I'm going to be 17 minutes. I'm going to be late. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't want to wait at, uh, at the doctor's office. I'll wait at home. I thought that that was my choice. But here's the thing. If I didn't leave at the exact moment that I left, I wouldn't have gotten to the parking spot at the exact moment that I did. I wouldn't have spent the same amount of time. I would have spent the same amount of time at the chiropractor that I did. However, when I came down to the art gallery, it happened to be the same exact moment more or less where susan decided to walk down like half a mile past the art gallery and come and talk to me she probably thought oh i'm hungry i'm gonna go grab a bite even her feeling of hunger she thought was her own free will but think about all of these things that had to happen all these pieces that had to fucking move for this interaction between myself jorge the artist and susan neville Right, even Jorge, quote, deciding to, oh, I'm gonna paint this painting. And like I said, it was his best painting. Guys, it, it's, it's, when I finally came out of the chiropractor's office, it was like one, it was like one, 120, something like that. It, it took about 45 minutes to get it all done. So it's not like, Susan was like, well, I'm going to have lunch at 12, like most people do. She was having lunch at like a random time, quote, random. She just says, oh, I'm hungry. I'm just going to leave my gallery, lock it up, and then just go grab a bite. And at the exact same moment, she was like, I was actually going to go get food. And then I turned and I saw you in the pink. And I came, I felt like I had to talk to you. So hunger, she was hungry, but stopped to talk to me and she she spoke to me for a good 20 30 minutes so she thought she was leaving her office guys i need you to think deeply about this because that has like i've been in existential i don't want to say crisis but i've been having an existential moment for the last three days she thought she thought oh i'm just gonna grab some food but she didn't get some food. It wasn't like she was on her way back with food. She was walking to go get food, turned, saw me, walked up to me, had this conversation, invited me to the gallery. Then as I finished wrapping up my, my, my painting, as I was leaving, I saw her, you know, it wasn't like she was just like scavenging, like she was going to get food. So she was in the restaurant talking to other people in the cafe, grabbing a bite. And she looked up as I looked up. And then she was like, Joe, go check out my gallery. Everything that happened. And it's not even just that. It's like little things like if the 
if the chiropractor, I just started going to her too, guys. Like I've, I've had, I've been going to a different chiropractor before, but like, quote, randomly a month ago, I decided to go to a different chiropractor that happened to be just closer after going to another one for like a year and some change. Okay. So it's not even just this moment. It's like a fucking chain of events, right? If I didn't go, if I didn't decide, okay, I'm going to try quote. And I keep saying decide, like this has been my choice. I just, when I just decided I was going to find a different chiropractor and this was the one that popped up and this was the one that I called, And like, this was like months ago setting up to this experience. And now I'm going to be doing a show with her on Sunday. I'm just a puppet that can see the strings. Like I, I've said that before, but this hit me different. This, this Saturday hit me differently because even the guy who, like I said, chose to, he thought it was his will. Like, oh, I'm going to put the painting over here. Like 10 steps, 10 feet away from all the other paintings. I'm going to put it over here off the beating path. It didn't even make any sense for her to put it there. He thought he was doing that on his own. And the fact that this book is telling me that the universe is conscious and it communicates with you, <laughs> is what I've been saying, that the universe is conscious and it communicates to you, not with words, but with probability. I've said that anytime you catch yourself saying, what are the odds? It's the universe communicating with you, trying to get your attention. So I'll say it again. Every time you catch yourself saying, what are the odds? It is the universe. It has its own intelligence and it's trying to communicate with you. all connected. There are people out there living lives right now that they feel they're insignificant. It's funny because once again, like earlier last week, my husband and I just quote randomly, randomly, right? We're talking about probability, randomly decided to start watching this show called Travelers. I started watching it before, like a year or two ago, I think right when started, when COVID started. And I was like, I think I watched the first like 30 minutes and it didn't grab my attention. So I turned it off. And now I randomly decided to start watching it. I think it was my husband. He was like, well, let's check it out again. All right. And that was because we had watched the OA kind of the same thing. I watched the OA last year around the same time as I watched Travelers. And I did the same thing to both shows. I watched like maybe the first like 15, 20 minutes of it. And I was like, this isn't interesting. And I turned it off. And now a year later, almost, almost to the day, I did the exact same thing, except now we're actually watching it, okay? So Saturday, we're watching Travelers, and they're basically saying, like, think about it, right? You guys have heard this all before. Like, if you if a time traveler goes back in time and changes one little thing, they could drastically affect the future. So we're watching the show. I'm actually half paying attention, but I hear the guy say the same thing. If we change just one little thing in the past, we could drastically affect the future. And I'm thinking about, like all of a sudden this thought hits me about like, it's all connected. The past, the present, the future, it's all connected. It's all connected, right? And I mentioned it to my husband. I'm talking to him about all what happened. I mean, he was like, I got chills. Like when I told him what happened, because it took me a while to get back home. And he was like, where are you? Like, what are you up to? And I just like sent him like a picture of like a bracelet. Like uh, I ended up buying a warrior bracelet from Susan Neville. Um, 
because uh, I couldn't get an original painting. <laughs> Shit's expensive. Um, but I do have the you know bracelets to commemorate uh, the meeting, our first meeting, first encounter. Um, so when I come home and I tell him everything, and then I'm like, I'm ruminating on what happened. I'm thinking about what happened. And then the, the character on the show says, you know, if you've changed something in the past, you can drastically affect the future. And I was like, one thing off, one little thing different. Had I left not at 12, you know, 15, if I had just gone there on time, would I have met her? Would they have even put that painting out? Because my guess is that started at like, you know, my guess is it started at 12, right? So my appointment was like 11. So I probably would have gotten there. Like, I'm sorry, my appointment was at 12. So I probably would have gotten there like 11, like 45, 11.55 or whatever. And I probably would have missed it. But I, quote, decided to be late. And the art, you know, gallery worker decided to put the painting there. And it all just like fell into sync, you know. And I was like, we talk about this all the time, like flippantly, how the future, you know, can be affected by you know, if you go back in time, but we always, we always use the mindset of time travels. We never actually let what, what's being said, like sink in. Like if I go back in time and I change any little thing, it could cause a butterfly effect, right? That will, could cause chaos in the future, right? And we, we just think about it in terms of time travel. We don't think about it in terms of our daily fucking lives, this like little things that you think is insignificant, like the guy just putting the painting there when he did, didn't realize how much of an impact he had on my life and on the fact that I'm now recording this episode and that whatever impact it's going to now have on you, the listener. There is an intelligence here, guys. This is no, there's no such thing as random, which also means then, which is why I think that suicide is such an awful thing. Because you killing yourself, you think it's just you, but you could, the net effect of that could be, it could end up killing millions of people because something that you were supposed to do by your existing, by your existing, right? Because you took yourself out of this chain of events, caused something disastrous to happen, right? Now you can make the argument that well if 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 there is no free will then you're supposed to do that anyway. I I don't know if I feel if I'm okay if I accept that because a lot of the books that I've read on near death experiences it seems like a lot of people who do commit suicide and then they come back or they attempt to commit suicide and they have NDEs they all report having really unpleasant near death experiences. Really unpleasant like you know like experiences in the astral world or an astral plane or whatever. Um, not like hell, but just unpleasant, you know, or they come back feeling like, you know, they should not have done that, you know, and that they do matter. Right. So what I'm saying to you is, and I, and I said this to my husband and he said, that's why I love that movie. It's a wonderful life. Now, every freaking Christmas, my husband like makes us watch this movie and I don't watch it. Like I always have my phone out. Or I'm reading a book because I'm a dick. You know, I just like, it's black and white. I don't, you know, this, I don't know, but it's just, I'm a little bit of an asshole in that way. Um, but he said, listen, there is a scene there where the main character wished that he was never born. And then the angel came and showed him, like, if he was never born, then his his younger brother would have drowned. And if his younger brother drowned, 
than 5,000 men in World War, I think, two or something would have died because his younger brother would not have been alive to, like, save them from, like, being bombed or something like that. Um, that's how he explained it. I don't remember because I haven't watched the movie, like, paid attention to it properly, but that's what he was saying to me. And he's like, you think that the little things that we do are not significant, but they are. Now, I understood that, like, in theory, like, I get it. You know what I mean? Oh, everybody, like, matters, blah, blah, blah. But that shit hit me. Not hit me. It beat me over the head with the baseball back. And I just keep thinking back to it. Every, everything matters everyone matters and not only that like what this has done is honestly it's given me greater compassion for people because like I said if if she you know she's thinking you know Susan was thinking I'm just gonna go get a coffee or whatever right or I'm sorry I'm gonna go get a lunch right I'm hungry she if this great architect or whatever the the intelligence is constructing all of these little pieces on these domino pieces that sent her off you know she's not really in control right she's just playing a role right the person who barked backed out of the parking spot when they backed out of the parking spot they thought that they chose that moment i thought that i chose my moment right i'm not <laughs> we're just in a play all the world's a stage right like an actor, your your lines are written, you know what I mean? Your the plot is set. You know, and you're just here to experience the show. So all of the extra emotional bullshit that you put yourself through when things don't go the way you want them to go is a waste of energy. I mean, I've said that before, but like it's hitting me differently. It's a waste of energy because at the end of the day, you don't know why that thing happened. And I've said I think I did a TikTok on it and I think I might have mentioned it. I know I did a TikTok on this, and I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast. If you can imagine the worst that can happen, you can imagine the best that can happen. Either way, you don't control the outcome of any given situation. They're both delusions. At least just choose the delusion that best serves you, right? And what I mean by that is most people are walking through their lives like imagining the worst, right? Like you're about to go on a plane. You're, you're the first thing that, especially if you have phobias, fears of flying is, you know, you could crash. You know, you, you don't know that you can't see the future. <laughs> um, but if you can imagine the worst case scenario, if you're plane crashing, you can imagine the best case scenario that your case, your plane does not crash. Both are delusions, right? At least choose the one that's not going to give you a fucking pan- panic attack before you board the plane, right? So take that mindset and now, and now expand it to like everything right? Like this past weekend has been surreal for me. Like even me, like, like I, (laughs) I like, I burned the back of my neck with a curling iron, not on purpose, obviously. Like I was going to curl the back of my hair and it just like hit my neck. And I remember having this thought, like maybe I just needed to be burned. Like there's some sort of, was some sort of like cell that was like about to turn like cancerous or whatever. And me hitting the 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 curling iron at that moment was like made that cell become normal you know what i mean like obviously i don't know what's going on but that that was the story that i told myself because all of these all of these things that seem kind of random like start paying attention you know like even the people who talk about the stuff like the secret and you can like create the reality you want or you can desire whatever you desire like will come into pass aren't taking into effect the 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 <laughs> what is really happening 
right? Because what you're saying is if you say, okay, I want $1,000 and then somebody gave you $1,000, what you're essentially saying is that something acted upon somebody else's will to give you the money that you've expressed a desire for. That's weird. That person thought that they were giving you that money on their own. But something about what you have thought, right? What you desired, right? Affected and influenced their behavior. They're not complete automatons, right? I'm sure that they can will things into existence as well, but I don't think it's 100% pure. I had a photo shoot this Sunday. Um, normally I'm the one like, you know, getting my pictures taken, but, uh, somebody contacted me last week. Um, I have my photography website and my portfolio is online. I just never take it down. It's just usually when people reach out and they want to shoot, when I send them the price list, um, I don't hear back from them because I'm expensive. And this guy like called me and I didn't answer because I knew it was like, you know, for the shoe. And I just didn't feel like shooting. Like there's like my studio is cluttered right now. I've got paintings everywhere and I'm just not in the mood to like declutter everything. Then he followed up with a text and he was like, um, I'm trying to do something for my wife's birthday. Can you call me back? And I, and I was going to ignore, I ignored the text. I ignored the text. I ignored the call. Then the following day, I'm driving to my friend's house and I, once again, quote, randomly decided, like, I, I could have done anything. I could have listened to music, but I randomly decided, hey, call this guy back. And it didn't feel like it was like I was in charge of that situation because I don't typically like talking to people. Um, and I already kind of said I don't really want to shoot right now. You know, like, I want to focus on my painting. Anyway, long story short, I pick up my phone. I'm talking to this guy and we end up, like, booking a shoot for his wife. Not only do I schedule a shoot for her you know, for this week, I also book a test shoot just so she can be comfortable, you know, in front of a camera for, for her 40th birthday. Guys, what the fuck? This is not something I wanted to do with my Sunday. Like I could have painted all day. And my husband said to me, like, why do you keep taking shoots when you don't even like shooting? Right? Like you don't like dealing with, you know, like right now you, you want to focus on your art and, you know, your podcast and TikTok. Like, why are you even booking a shoot? And I was like, I don't even know. And then like, I heard, I said, I don't even think this is about me. And then I like paused even more. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is about me. Clearly I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm a part of something that I'm not going to know what or why. Right. And I think that sometimes happens. Like sometimes you can will things into existence that you does not into existence, but you can will, you know, certain things to you. And sometimes people can exert their will on you. And sometimes you can be part of the universe's will, right? There's, there's, it's a chain of events of like me shooting her might, you know, affect her mindset in a way that nobody else could have. And so I just had to be the one to talk to her. And when I did talk to her, like you could tell she had some issues with, I think a lot of women suffer from, which is body dysmorphic disorder. She thought that like her body wasn't right. She thought that like her, you know, her breasts weren't right. And I was like, yo, you're, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. But she was incapable of seeing herself. So the sh photo shoot ended up becoming more of a therapy session of me just constantly telling her like, you're great. Like you're beautiful. Like you're, you're doing well. And I guess 
she could have booked with anybody. She could have booked with, you know, a guy photographer, but a guy photographer would, she wouldn't have heard him because it's a male, but to have a woman, you know, that's a photographer and I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up her ass. Like I, I don't lie. Like if I don't, if I didn't, she had a great body. Like she had a six pack. She's like almost 40. She's had like all these kids, like three kids. And like, like her abs are better than mine. Like obviously she works out, but like she, there, there was nobody else that could have given her what she needed to hear beyond me. At least in a in a in a in a proximity of of her, right? She, they were local, right? And so I was called in to 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 play a part to serve my purpose, and that's what I did. And it's not always about you, like even art. Like I thought, okay, I'm an artist, and I'm gonna create these paintings, and it's me, me, me. Like this is what I want, and I want to paint, and I need to paint. But then, like I think on TikTok, I went live, and somebody was like, well something about selling my art. And I was like, I'm not trying to sell my art. I'm trying to get my art seen. And he was like, what kind of artist doesn't want to sell their art? And I was like, it's not about the money. Money is ubiquitous. It's about what effect does these pieces of art have on the mindset of the, of the women of color and the children of color and the men of color who look on these pieces because art like this is rare and, and does not exist. Like not, not in the way that I've been creating them. You know what I mean? And that's more important than money. Money is ubiquitous. And he was like, what? That, why can you even say that? And I realized like, yeah, it's the, the pieces needed to be painted. And it's not me. Like even when I paint, I, people go like, how do you do this? Like, I don't fucking know. I just sit down and it flows through me, right? It's like if you, I saw this, this uh, YouTuber's TikTok or video or whatever about how like an expert, like a LeBron James can't teach can't coach because there's a lot of stuff that he does that just comes automatically to him that if you have to break things down like step by step he doesn't even know what he's doing and it's the same thing with painting like I don't know what I'm doing you know what I mean like if you said can you teach me how to paint I would tell you just sit and paint right just paint until it looks good right I can give you some tips and, and tricks but they're not gonna make you paint the way I paint right because it's mostly me sitting and just letting the, the work flow through me. I am merely an instrument in which this piece comes through. I'm painting fiction in a sense, like a writer writes fiction. But what did I say at the beginning of this episode? <laughs> there is no such thing as fiction. So what I'm doing is I'm bringing into this reality something that exists in another world, in another reality. And all I'm doing is like allowing it to come through, right? I've used the analogy of The Sims. Right when you sim, when your sim sits to paint a painting, right, um, in in the game The Sims, uh, it creates a painting, right. But that painting that it paints is actually pre-programmed already, right. All you need to do is sit your sim down and hit the click a button, and then it just kind of quote manifests it, whatever manifests. I don't like that word, but it brings it into your vision so that you can see what your sim has done. But your sim itself is just code, right? It's just light and code, right? So it's not an artist, right? It has the label of an artist, but it is facilitating your will, right? And the same thing is happening here, right? I'm an artist, but I'm facilitating the will of the universal, <laughs> the collective conscious, the universal mind. When they say in the Kabbalion that all is mind, right? And we are all God, but we are God experiencing itself. Like, that's what they mean. That's what they mean. It's all mind. It's all mind. So imagination, right? It, it's all in the mind. 
right? Regardless of what your senses show you, it does ignore that. It's all in the mind. And if it's all in the mind, then that shows that there is an intelligence. You cannot have a mind. You can't say like in the Kabbalion, all is mind and then not address the fact that there is an intelligence. And just like an intelligence can sit and construct a narrative of a story, an intelligence can sit and construct a narrative of this entire reality, whether that's a male or female or a hive mind or a collective consciousness, whatever you want to call it, it is happening right now. And, and, and for those of you who are conscious enough to start paying attention, like when, <laughs> when you sit back and you start seeing how this shit's just like dominoes and you're literally not in control. I mean, there's little stuff that you can control. Like I can decide right now, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to have, I want to have a cookie. But then there's also the concept of retrocausality that I talked about in the, in the previous episode, like what's influencing what. There is so much happening in this world right now that like I'm surprised not more people talk about it. It is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. I am nearing my time. I hope you got from this what I've gotten from it. And I hope I've articulated it well enough, my experiences from this past Saturday and how it affected me. Um, and I hope it's affected you. And I hope you start paying attention when things, when you catch yourself going, what are the odds? Pause, pause and pay attention. Something's trying to communicate to you. We're not in control here, you know, not in the way that we think, not in the way that we think. And, and yeah, the thought can cross, you know, crosses my mind about, okay, what about the negative things that happen? I mean, it's there. I, I don't. Look, it's it is what it is. I, I'm not I'm not God, you know, and I don't know, or I'm not the gods, or I'm not the you know, and, and I I don't even think the gods or the intelligence or the mind wants to be worshipped the way we worship it. I think it wants to be seen, it wants to be heard, it wants to be appreciated the way any artist does, right? See my work. This isn't random, right? I've said this throughout this podcast on different episodes, just randomly, like. People ask about the Big Bang Theory and they say, oh, well, it just happened. And I say, that's bullshit. I'm an artist. You can't just say that my paintings randomly happened. That's an insult. They didn't randomly happen. I sat here and I, and I brought them into, into being, you know? I, I, I don't know how. But I sat and, it, and I, it took steps, right? I mixed my paint and I brought them into to this reality, right? But it's the same thing, Right? This world, we're, we're told, right, the, the, the general consensus is what they want the majority of people to believe, is that this just happened by, by randomly, right? There was just an explosion and then blah, 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 Goldilocks and, and all this other, Goldilocks universe and all this, it just happened. Bullshit. Do I, does that mean that the Bible explains what God is? Hell fucking no. No way. No way. No way. Because even the God of the Bible seems to be subject to another sort of, intelligence right go back and read the genesis like it, it's it's acting this entity is acting human it gets jealous right it does things that that don't make any sense like why would you put a tree in the garden with with creatures that don't have will and then tell them not to eat it even though you can see the future you know they're gonna eat it unless you can't see the future we get what i mean like there's so many inconsistency that just makes inconsistencies it just make me go like no that it did whatever it is that i've been experiencing i'm sorry it, it cannot be found in a book not one book anyway if we can sit and start plugging in everyone's experiences that's why i put the podcast out 
And that's why I encourage you guys to start telling your stories, right? Because every time I talk and I say things like this, I have people saying like, I'm so glad that you said this. I've been thinking this, but I'm afraid that people think are going to think I'm crazy. Fuck what people think. Just speak your truth. You know, call me crazy. I'm not fucking crazy. Most people who are quote crazy don't pause and go, you know what? Like, am I crazy? You know what I mean? So like, this is my experience. And I've been diligent about cataloging and recording and and speaking my truth on this podcast. For whatever, you can go back, go back a year ago, go back a year to to February of of last year. Go beyond that. You know, you can, you're, 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 this is my diary. You can follow my journey, you know, speak your truth because it is like each, every one of us is like a cell in the brain, right? Except that cell is not, you know, it's not a material brain cell. It's like a, it's like a, a subjective immaterial consciousness, right? And my conscious experience is like a piece of the puzzle. But so is yours, and so is the next person, and so is the next person. Sure, we need to share our stories and start cataloging so that we can collectively, not individually, no individual understands the mind of the gods or the creator of this world. And I don't mean this reality, just this reality itself, right? Because I still think that this is a simulation and it's programmed. Um, and what, what I'm showing you, what I'm experiencing is it is, it shows its evidence of, of a programming of an intelligent, you know, programmer, right? All of these narratives that are unfolding, right? They're not random, right? So why aren't we taking these things, taking ourselves and each other seriously? I've had the easiest time meditating this <laughs> this weekend than I've ever had because most of the thoughts that cross into my mind are things that I'm trying to control. Like, what am I going to do tomorrow or the next or the next? And I just realized like... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It is what it is. I'm not in control. And that's okay. I'll leave you with this. And I might delve into this in another episode, but I, the idea of retrocausality, can your future self influence your past? I've always asked, like, what do these, where do these desires come from, right? If you have a desire for something, an aspiration for something, does that aspiration come from the fact that you've already achieved it and because your brain is more or less a quantum computer and because of quantum enta- quantum entanglement, your future self is entangled with your past self and they both sort of act on each other. So every once in a while, you know, things fire and so you can get glimpses into your future but they translate as like desires or, or drives or whatever because like they're entangled. So like... I have a desire, you know, to, you know, blow my TikTok and blow my TikTok up and, you know, turn that into something. And I want to eventually write shows, right? Um, and produce like thought provoking content. Am I, are those desires coming from the fact that in the future, I, my mind is entangled with my future mind. My present mind is entangled with my future mind, right? And I know on some level that that is in my future and so my future is now acting upon my present. And that is what is coming out, right, as a desire. But it's not it's what we call a desire or a drive is actually because of something that I'm presently, I'm sorry, I'm experiencing presently in the future. 
rewind that last three minutes of what I just said and loop it. Loop it until it sinks in. And when I tell you guys to loop things, it's because I do the same thing. Because there's some things that I say when I sit and talk. It's stream of consciousness. Like I don't write this stuff down, not on this podcast. And a lot of the times I say stuff, but it hasn't. there are more revelations in mind. They haven't hit me in the heart. And so when I go back and listen, I'm like, oh, shit, that's deep. Right? Because it's like I said with like the sim, right? It's, it's pre-programmed in, right? It's like a painting. I, I can't tell you where these words are coming from, but they're, but they're real and they're true. So I go and I listen and I take it in and then I'll have an experience that makes it click for me. And I'm saying like, listen, most of the things that I say are true to my knowledge. This world is wilder than we can ever imagine. It's a wonderful life.